Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, August 10, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have another narrow ranging day. They probed new highs. There's really no breakout yet, but it's more of a grinding type of operation. Because it was a very narrow ranging day, there's not a lot of change as it relates to the daily chart and weekly chart for that matter, and other charts of the S&P 500. However, we're still going to run through the daily process to determine what's going on underneath the hood and the charts. We're going to look around the horn. We're also going to look at some other markets that we don't normally look at. We're looking around the horn for information. He who has, she who has the most information wins. As long as it's the right information, I might add. What do we have on the daily chart that's of note worthy of a discussion? Should we discuss the doji candle that today's activity created? No. Why is that? Because the range was very narrow. From high to low, the high was 443.44, the low was 441.88. Just from an eyeball or visual perspective, you can see against the other candles, it was one of the more narrow ranging days the S&P has had. The volume was light, it was significantly less than the average volume, came in about 44 million shares against an average of just over 60 million shares. They're eating time off the clock, going sideways, building energy for another push higher. That's item number one. That's taking the market at face value. That's what happens when the market does this using the 80-20 rule the majority of the time. Let's talk about the other side of the coin. We have to play the umpire calling balls and strikes. 20% of the time, 15%, 26%. Some number, using the 80-20 rule, it's an average. It's a concept. Some number of times, even when the market is building energy for another push higher, it actually goes the other way. It's called a failure. What does a failure look like with this daily chart? Does a failure, and by the way, what's the horizontal line represent? That represents the most recent breakout to new highs the market had. It's from a very, very short-term perspective. The market made a new high last week, and the market made another new high the last couple of days. Coming back inside of that doesn't constitute a failure. You'd still be in the same position going sideways above all the moving averages, just eating time off the clock. However, getting back below the next-to-last recent breakout area, We'll call it slightly below 438. It puts the 20-period moving average around the same general zone. Getting below that, coming inside that breakout area, that's a different story. Let me just explain from my perspective. The market ran up and was rejected. It ran up again, and not that it broke out to new highs, meaning significantly new highs, It broke out and it began eating time off the clock, building energy for really another leg higher. So if in fact this whole concept of building energy for another leg higher and this breakout area, if that failed and they came back below the 20 period moving average, 
you begin to get somewhat of a full stack on the downside of reasons why there would be more sellers showing up at the window. That's the way I'm looking at the current state of the chart. Again, remember, inside my head is a dangerous place to be. If they keep pushing higher, they're in no man's land, and they can keep going until such time as time runs out. The market will let us know by putting in a sign and or signal of a trend change when time runs out. It'll begin on shorter term charts. It will morph onto longer term charts. The short term trend will begin to change. The intermediate term trend will begin to change. And then the longer term trend will begin to change. It's a process. We're not in that scenario now. But that's what will determine when time is up on the upside. Do we see anything different on the 240 minute chart? Not so much. Again, they're just running sideways, eating time off the clock. 120 minute chart confirming the same thing, just eating time off the clock. There's no change. Each chart is confirming what the prior chart is saying. Hourly chart, same routine. And by the way, the 441.75 represented the most recent area where the market broke out from the former highs. Okay, fair enough. So what was the low today? The low happened to be in the 11.30 candle, the candle ending, the hourly candle ending at 11.30. The low is 441.88. That's running a test, not quite getting there, but it's somewhat of a test down in that general zone. They reversed and went back in the other direction. They were testing the most recent breakout area as they did yesterday. It's really no different than yesterday. Just as an oh, by the way, in the last few minutes of the day, the market dipped below the hourly chart, 20 period moving average. But what happened by the end of the day? They jammed it right back up to close above. Here's that five minute chart. So you can see the last five minute jam session to get the market back in a position where they wanted it to be. Who's they? The five guys in a room who decide what the important numbers are. What happened inside the numbers? Well, since the entire day from high to low was rather narrow and they didn't quite even get to the number that represented the most recent breakout area, 441.75, and you see that here in the early thoughts, that was zero dark 30, you can guess that there wasn't a lot of activity inside the numbers from an SPY intraday commentary perspective. However, there's always something to learn and we have stocks on the move which we'll circle back to in a moment. What I'm gonna do is A, number one, repoint out that on the south side, 441.75 was important right out of the chute. What you should do is read the notes, go back to the charts and double check the work. There's learning stuff in here, there's market stuff in here, there's some stock on the move stuff in here. There's all kinds of stuff that all compounds on top of each other every single day. Remember, we're running the three pillar approach. You learn how the market works, how the foundation of the market works through the Lazy E-mini Trader course. The continuing education are these videos each and every day, and then the PhD end of the spectrum is the inside the numbers with the commentary and stocks on the move. Don't forget to pause the video, go back to the charts, 
to double check the work. I'm backtracking a little bit just so you know at 10.53 there's still support in that zone under 441.75. They'll find support and bounce. So I was hoping they would get into that zone below that a little bit expecting the snapback. In fact they snapped back before they got to that zone but the concept was correct. That was in fact the area of support. How about stocks on the move? We had a couple of late additions if you read the notes what I tried to do after the market opened was add some things that were moving that weren't apparent in the pre-market session. We had a bit of a laundry list. Three of them hit our entry targets. We'll take a look at WDC, Micron, which is MU, and FLGT. The rest were no trades. They're off the board. The first one we'll take a look at is Micron Technologies. And what happened at the first price, this was a late edition, we got the bounce at the first price, and you saw in the notes, I took the profit off the table after about a 50 cent profit, just short of the minimum required or recommended base hit. After that, it came down, came down to the second price and below, rallied back to the second price, but then fell away. So the second price was important, but what this is telling us is that the ultimate destination is another leg lower because what they did was hang around for a cup of coffee all afternoon long. Remember, when two prices are close together, what we're saying is that I can make an equal case that it's either one of those two numbers that should provide the reaction at minimum in the other direction. When the first one gives it to you and the numbers are close together, those aren't two separate trades. When the numbers are farther apart, that's a different story. They can be and oftentimes are two separate trades. But when the numbers are a buck or so apart, I'm looking at that as a zone. Sometimes both numbers will certainly work, but I'm looking at it as a zone, FYI. How about FLGT? You never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride. Two numbers rather close together, half at the first, half at the second, painting by the numbers. It took off after the second number. Low of day was 88.03 against the second entry of 88.16 after getting a $20 haircut from yesterday's closing price, which was at 109.68. How do you pick off the numbers like that? Because they're headed for a destination. It looks like a falling knife. It's not a falling knife. They're headed for a destination. If you have your numbers right, they're going to give you the reaction in the other direction. Sometimes they'll give you a whole heck of a lot more. Sometimes they'll give you the rocket ride, which is why we take half the profit at the minimum required base hit. You don't have to do this. This is trader's choice. If you want to hold half or a trailer for that rocket ride, this is a great example of $12 from entry on the second number. That's a tremendous one-day gain. Are you kidding me? What's going on over in Camp IWM? They're hanging right underneath the same 223.50 area, eating time off the clock. Obviously, there's no change from yesterday. It's beneath the 20 and the 50 period moving average, but the longer they hang around under those moving averages, and think about it, they've been underneath and beating on these moving averages since way back there. So if you just draw a box in here, they've been beating and underneath these moving averages all this time. So what are they doing? Are they setting up to fail underneath the moving averages or are they setting up to go past or above 
the moving averages. The 80-20 rule would say they're eating time off the clock after running tests of a very important price, that weekly number down at 217.67. So that holds. So that's essentially rejecting the market back up in the northern direction. And now they just can't get through those moving averages. They're waiting. They're eating time off the clock, building energy to do just that. That's how I'm looking at the IWM at present. That's the umpire calling a strike on the black if need be. From an hourly chart perspective, you really can't help but look at it from a bigger picture perspective like this. Same routine. They're building energy until or unless they actually fail. What would look like a failure? It would look like a failure if they started getting below the moving averages. So you have moving averages, you have three of them, the 20, the 50, and the 100, but you also have a breakup candle low down at a big fat round number of 220. So let's just say hypothetical. Hypothetically, you wake up Wednesday morning and the market's selling and the IWM is trending lower and it's coming down to 221, below 221, into the last moving average, the 100 period moving average. Now it begins to head for 220. It's a big fat round number. It's an hourly chart breakup candle low. The market would at the time from a very short term perspective be somewhat stretched. Would we expect from an intraday perspective there to be garden variety of chart support in that 220 zone, maybe a spike through it? And the answer is obviously it's handled in real time, but the answer from the day before from the outside looking in is yeah, absolutely. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Up almost 2% today. That's a rather big day. That's a nice snapback for the transports. Is it a dead cat bounce? Or are they changing trend? They just closed above the 20 period moving average. One day doesn't make a trend. You need follow through. Our important spot is still 14,760. Until or unless they can get above 14,760 and sustain up there, it's really just a bounce and a downtrend and no dice. But it was a positive day for the transports. And keep in mind, they've been down a lot. They're my second favorite market leading indicator, a number one canary in the coal mine. So we have to take notice. It's obviously a puzzle piece. It could be the canary saying, hey, other stuff's going to follow suit and have a couple of big days sometime soon. For example, you have an 120 minute chart where you have this candle that jammed itself all the way up through these moving averages and closed and the market stayed there for the remainder of the day. Just looking at this 120 minute picture, it tells me that this breakdown candle high, which comes in about 14,735 spot 82, is on the docket to be tested. What's right above it? A gap and the 14,760. So as long as something doesn't pop out from behind a tree and shoot the transports in the leg, they're likely building energy to run a test around 14,700, give or take. Where incidentally, there will be and should be under normal garden variety conditions, overhead resistance. What about the Q people today? Silicon Valley folks, they're above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend, all that stuff. What's 364.04? 
you saw it inside the numbers. That was an area that, if tested today in the queues, would have represented an intraday trading opportunity. The day is over, it's off the board. Net-net, from a daily chart perspective, there's no change. The other day, they tried to break out to new highs. They haven't been able to do it. But just like the SPY, they're eating time off the clock near the highs. That's all you really need to say or know about the cues until all that other stuff happens that we talked about in the SPY. What do we got here on the 120-minute chart, though? Well, we have a bearish, flaggish kind of thing developing. We have this down candle, the first 120-minute candle of the day. And then price basically moved sideways in the lower portion, hugging the 50-period moving average on this chart all day long. So what is that telling us? Well, just like the flip side, when it looks the other way, like the SPY, they're building energy for another move lower or a continuation move lower to where? Well, what would be a good target? How about around this 100-period moving average and the breakup candle low, right around 362.90, 363, 362.50, in that camp, in that zone, should there be garden variety of chart support? And the answer is, yes, there will. What about that's 364? That was today's number and based on a different chart. Hourly chart, not a lot different. Doing the bearish, flaggish thing squeezed in between these moving averages, the 50 and the 100 period moving average. What about the financials, the XLF? I had 38 and change, slightly above 38 as a target for the long trade from the lazy swing trader. That doesn't mean that was all there is. That's all I could identify as a likely target and overhead resistance. They push higher today anyway, going up to run a test in the neighborhood of the former high or a double top, as they call it, in the trading and technical analysis parlance. The weekly chart, the trend is your friend until she dumps you or throws you out the third story window. We don't know whether this will be rejected at double top or not be rejected at double top. Closing above the former high puts them in no man's land. It's a wait and see. What about Smash Mouth? This is an interesting one. What does the 263.86 or this line represent? It represents this high right over here where the market ran up and then was rejected. So we're calling that a former breakout area. You're used to that already. So what did they do today? They came back to run a test of the same spot. Now it's interesting they had a choice. By the end of the day, they could have closed below or above that number. They chose to close above it. If you're taking a stance, that's the bullish stance. They ran a test, closed above that former high. They're still in that breakout scenario. All they did was come back to run a test. Now, if tomorrow they're inside of it and they close inside of it, that's a different story. But as of today, taking the market at face value, they ran the test, closed above it. That's a bullish sign. 120-minute chart, umpire calling balls and strikes. You take the bullish sign off the daily chart, and then you come over to other charts and you say, hey, does stuff confirm what I'm seeing? I look at the 120-minute chart and I say, well, we have a couple of scenarios. Either they're doing the bearish flaggish thing we just talked about on the cues, or while they're doing that, they decide to start pushing higher and start to run a test of or near the high of the breakdown candle. 
Either way, it could happen. We don't know. We have to wait and let the market dictate what it's doing. We know below 263.86, the Bears really have the ball. It's more of a fumble scenario. If they start to trade higher, then we favor the fact that they closed back above the same area they broke out from after the test. And now we have something to hang our hat on in terms of potentially running a test of a breakdown candle high. Doesn't have to be this one on the 120-minute chart. We can come down to an hourly chart. It happens to be the same price, but it doesn't necessarily always have to be. Sometimes I'm showing you this and taking a page out of my own version of technical analysis slash common sense market analysis. And as we go to other charts, I'm describing that you want to give yourself a point of reference. For example, if in fact the high of this hourly chart candle was lower than the 120, that would give me a more near term, a shorter duration, a shorter chart time frame target. Target meaning if in fact they started to push higher, I know where they would be headed. I know what at least the near term destination is. You don't necessarily know what they're going to do in advance, but if you have an idea of why they're doing what they're doing, where they're headed, well, there you have it. You have a whole lot more than most. Don't be in the guessing business. Be in the understanding how the market works business. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense market analysis.